Hey, Jean. Hey, how's it going? Going good. Um, I wanted to kind of talk to you a little bit about, you know, if you were to start something, maybe now is a good time to do it. Um, we are in April. Um, kind of the state is more or less closed. Many of the states are closed. You know, people are scrambling for work. You know, you talked about kind of the stability or not stability of a full-time job. So what do you think? Do you think now is a good time for someone who's always wanted to do something like you, or maybe you never knew that you always wanted to start something like, do you think now is a good time to do that? I think it really depends on your situation. So there's all this pressure to be productive and sort of push yourself. And if you're in a situation where everything is stressful, that's not the ideal opportunity to do anything rash. But if you're in a more or less stable situation, maybe you have some unemployment money coming in, maybe you can keep working, but at a reduced like hourly output. So if you get an extra day or something because your job cut back, maybe this is a good time to take an old interest and try to monetize it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's actually a great time to at least explore that. Maybe use this opportunity, this extra day, because a lot of companies have been doing that, you know, kind of like furloughing you for a day or two a week and cutting your salary and, so that you could apply for like a partial unemployment, you know, get the extra 600 bucks and um, kind of have some more free time that you can use to either relax or the other way around. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're in a stable health, mental, economic situation where you can explore taking that interest that you had to the next level and try to monetize it, this is a great opportunity and you were incentivized to, you know, stay at home and still stay sane and working on a business plan or figuring out your next steps is, I think, a pretty healthy activity. Yeah. And it's harmless. I mean, it doesn't cost you much, I think. Yeah. So what would you say that people could start with what, what's like the first couple steps that they could do to figure out if their hobby or smaller side business could be escalated to the role of making money and having that be sustainable but also significant that's a great question <laughs> that was a good setup, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right uh, uh, well i didn't pay you for it to say that but <laughs> but um different people have different ideas about where you start where you begin and a lot of times it's like okay so i need do i need to form something should i start just doing it kind of um um you know just winging it in the sense of, you know, not registering and et cetera. Um, and there's a lot of kind of, not uncertainty, but kind of lack of clarity on that. So I just wanted to kind of give you a couple of ideas um, of where you can begin and how, what are the scenarios that are available for you. 
number one would be if you were to just try things out, I would recommend not necessarily forming any entities yet. Um, even if you're serious about going into business or starting something for sure, you kind of need to explore that a little bit more before you make a decision about, you know, whether you need an LLC or a corporation or you need a lawyer or you need an accountant or whatever costly options you, there are out there for you. Um, you kind of need to first kind of try things out, test the market a little bit or test your idea a little bit and maybe vet it by answering or asking, asking and answering some questions, doing some research, maybe, you know, Google is a powerful thing. Um, but, um, for many businesses, there is no immediate need to form any type of entity. There are exceptions to this rule. So if you want to start, I don't know, a food service business or catering or um, a liquor store, for example, there are licensing requirements. So you will be required to have an entity before you even start anything. But Or if you are buying a franchise or whatever it is. So there are exceptions to the rule. But the majority of folks who will be trying things out during this time now, um, will actually fall into the prior category. So, um, I think you would be also one of them. So you wouldn't need to necessarily form anything today. Yeah. And I think it would be a little stressful if you needed to think about all that stuff right away. And maybe this is the time where you really focus on your idea and maybe like try to prototype or have some samples of your future business and kind of see how you can float without establishing anything like legal, but to dip your toe into maybe marketing or market research, like things that can be done at home without the need of paperwork, basically. Yeah. And um, it is, you're right. It is stressful. I come across kind of folks who, um, often overthink that folks who sometimes even hire an attorney to form, you know, fairly simple business. So, um, you know, before you even need it and then just have to close it down next year. So definitely you would need to do some testing, some research, some kind of viability of your idea testing sort of. So to understand whether or not you can make money on it, because sometimes there's a great idea, but it's not clear how you will be making money. Um, and another thing is that there's always, I mean, we'll kind of go into this a little bit later in detail, more detail and depth, but there is always people ask me, do I need a lawyer to, to do this? Um, and the answer is in most cases you do not, there are exceptions. There's always an exception to the rule, but um, you do not need an attorney right away. There are some intricacies. I just had someone potential, um, not a potential, but a prospective client who used LegalZoom to form an LLC. And um, they didn't tell him, or maybe he didn't pay attention to the fact that if you form an LLC in New York, um, you have to publish. The publishing is a requirement and you have to publish for like six weeks and two newspapers and all of that. Um, so he only did the first part, but not the second part. (laughs) 
So that's where kind of um, a, a professional or an accountant or a little bit of research would would come in handy. I actually use like um, an agent to form entities, even though I could do it myself, just because they do, you know, all the due diligence, they do all that stuff. It doesn't cost a lot, but at least you know that from the legal formation perspective, you're covered when you are at that p- point. Um, but another thing that I kind of wanted to, to tell you, um, is that entity choice is probably one of the most important decisions that you will make. And like I said, you don't have to make it early, early on in the process, but it's people underestimate how important the decision is because that ultimately will cost you money in the long run, tax money. And do you under, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Um, I guess when I think of starting a business, I don't really think about all of the legal and accounting stuff. I, I sort of focus on the product that I'll be producing. And that's why I said, if you have an idea, just kind of go for it. Pretend that the legal stuff will be handled later and I do think it's definitely worth talking to an accountant, someone that can guide you, someone that has experience opening companies, but maybe you're not at that point yet. And just trying out the actual day-to-day of this new venture could be very beneficial, especially because so many things are closed now. You could you could just experiment, try it out, put some things out there, and it'll be way more appealing. And if it if it doesn't work out, you just had a nice activity that you know you got to kill a couple of days or weeks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so um, I recently had a client, potential client, um, who came to me with that kind of question: like, do you, you know? Oh, I've spoken to a couple of attorneys, you know, one of them was a free consultation, one of them was this and that, you know, one recommended an S Corp, the other one recommended an LLC, I have no idea, I don't understand. I'm like, well, let's step back for a second. Why is the, because she was doing this with a partner, um, I was, I said, why would it have to be a one entity? Based on the different things that I've learned about them, I actually suggested a multi-entity structure. Um, that will give them the ability to later sell the business, pay zero tax on $10 million um, each, and at the same time control kind of their self-employment. So FICA tax that you pay from your salary, control that. Um, Nobody looked at that before me. Um, and it's a consult, it's a consult that typically costs, well, for me, um, it's $750 to $1,500 but um, it's one of the most important decisions that you would make because I'll give you an example. So single member LLCs or even multi-member LLCs, uh, taxes partnerships are typically for active people. So for people who are actually involved in the business, not just passive investors, for them, the 100% of their income from this entity is subject to self-employment tax up to a limit, but still up to the first 130, 40,000, then it's only subject to the Medicare. So in many cases, you will be overpaying tax year after year. And attorneys, for whatever reason, love LLC so much, everybody has to have an LLC. So 
I actually, you know, make quite a few bucks doing tax plans, switching people from single member LLCs or partnerships into either an S corporation or a C corporation or whatever other entity that I feel that it's, that will suit their needs, but just shows you how kind of important that entity choice is. And people are often um, disappointed at the fact that nobody ever pointed it out to to them, that they never understood that or realized that or knew that, and now have to pay for someone like me to go in and um, fix it. But in most cases, you can't go back and collect those um, those overpaid funds for the past, you know, X number of years. So it's definitely something that's a good thing to keep in mind if you're starting a business. And that, and that does make sense, right? Like if, if you're trying to start a business and you ask a lawyer, they will try to like recommend the plan that they're most familiar with and that will protect you legally. But just because a business is legal doesn't mean that it's optimized for taxes, which is a pretty big part of businesses. People don't like thinking about taxes, I guess, when they're really passionate about their new venture, but that that really does impact your bottom line. So getting a consult from a lawyer to make sure you're covered legally, but also from an accountant or some sort of tax planner could be beneficial and like optimize your revenues and how much you get to keep. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the most important parts of what I do. Um, because ultimately, even though we all are in business because we'll, well, most, most of us do what we love, it all comes down to, can I make enough to, to have the lifestyle that I want doing what I love? So it all comes down to the bottom line, ultimately, and taxes is a huge part of it, like you said. So that that that's like pretty encouraging that there is more to think about, not just will I get sued for, you know, someone sleeping in my store, but <laughs> like a lot of times a couple percent could make or break your business if you're just starting out or you're going through some sort of economic hardship. And I bet that a lot of businesses that haven't been set up right and do fail because of this sort of emergency could have had a better chance surviving if they were set up in a way that even they got, I don't know, 5% more revenue, it could have made a difference. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't pay you for this, but but it's absolutely correct. Um, so I guess number one, when you are thinking about this, you could wing it for, for a couple of weeks, a couple of months maybe, but then ultimately if you want it to be a business and realize that, you know, I want this to be for rent for now a side business and then grow into a real business, then treat it as such. So form an entity, but again, that choice would be um, deliberate and educated and et cetera. And then you would also kind of need to understand when, what are the milestones of, you know, hiring someone for the first couple of months or maybe even a year or two years, you may just get away with having a an Excel sheet for like income and expenses. But what I do recommend to a lot of my 
clients or people who just ask for kind of um, a direction in that sense is that separating business and personal income and expenses is critical um, to surviving an audit and ultimately giving yourself peace of mind in that sense. Makes sense to me. Like if I, for example, wrote an app and it started making 10, 20 bucks a month, I wouldn't really think about it. But if that income became significant, I would want to kind of make it easier on myself, open up a new bank account and provide that clarity to the accountant or whoever I'm using to like document and figure out if this business is actually going to be successful. Having it separate, I think, kind of alleviates the having to parse through you buying groceries and then someone bought your app and then you have server costs, but maybe you bought some shoes on the internet. <laughs> so just that disambiguation, I think would be helpful. Absolutely. I mean, the IRS um, looks at, I mean, clear business expenses are not an issue charged in a kind of a personal account is not, are not an issue. But when you have something that could be interpreted as personal, you can bet that the IRS would more make a uh, valid argument that you know what it's everything is mixed up so nobody knows so we'll we'll just err on the side of caution and presume that this is personal so it's much harder to survive an audit when you uh when you everything is mixed up and also you know like you said it's you know going through your statements and looking at your groceries and all the other stuff that you buy millions of transactions is just so much harder to create a summary for you to file taxes at the end of the year. So it also like, you don't have to have a specifically business card. And a lot of people have kind of that um, confusion or whatever. Uh, it doesn't have to be specifically a business. It could be a personal card, but designated for business only so that there's no personal stuff going on it. And same thing for a bank account. Like if you have a two checking accounts, use one for personal and the other one for business. If you're doing it as a kind of a freelancer. Yeah. And it's, it's so easy these days to open up a new account. So especially like a checking account. So I don't see why you wouldn't do it. Even if you have hundreds of dollars a month in income. <laughs> well, it would be nice if everybody could start with hundreds of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars of income, but or at least expenses. So yeah, if you absolutely. have expenses, like I could see myself, funding an account, giving it, I don't know, 200 bucks, and then putting server costs, putting any sort of expenses that I'm using on this, even hobby that I plan to transition into a business, I think it would be easier for traceability to have that on a separate account. Yeah. Just, just for my own sake. Absolutely. I mean, yes, but not everybody thinks the way you do. And a lot of people just start and, and then all of a sudden it grows to some number and then, and then they're like struggling uh, or don't file for a year or two. Like that happens too a lot because <laughs> they just can't wrap their brain around it or they just can't find the time or they just procrastinate because they hate it so much. Because I mean, realistically, who really likes to deal with taxes except for accountants? <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times like, People buy stuff without really thinking about it, but then if you get a couple bucks here and there, they might not think that that's significant, but all money that you make, you know, 
that could potentially be taxable income that you can get in trouble for not reporting. So whenever you're making money, people, you gotta, gotta think about it. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. All right. So I think, um, I kind of gave you a couple of good ideas, right? Um, so we can kind of wrap this up and our next month's, um, topic is hiring an accountant versus doing your own taxes. So I think it should be pretty fun. Yep. See you then. All right.